What a K-drama. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome back to a new episode of our drama podcast, What a K-drama. I'm your host, Kathleen. My name is Ilse. And for today's episode, we're talking about a drama we spoke about last season. So it's got a season two, so it seemed pretty appropriate to talk about season two as well. It got big. It got huge. And I'm so happy because, in fairness, I love the cast. So Pretty fair, yeah. Today we're talking about You Me Cells Season 2, okay? Woo! I'm Yay! clapping myself here. <laughs> yes, well, anyways. So, You Me Cells got super popular last year after the first season. Mm-hmm. The cast was incredible. All of it was just cute, wholesome. We spoke last season about our favorite characters, our favorite cells. But if you remember our previous episode, and if not, just go back to it after you finish this episode... Yumi and uh, Gongwoon break, break up. They they broke up and, you know, this is our starting point for this season anyways. So, uh, Yumi Cells, again, TV was the producer. It was directed by Lee Sang-yop and Yoo Sang-kyu. And, of course, the writer, Lee Dung-gun from the webcomic and co-written with, by Son Jae-jung and Kim Kyung-rang. So I I needed to watch this drama, so I watched it while it was airing. Massive mistake. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I just, don't know why we do it to ourselves. Literally. We're just too impatient for this kind of stuff. Yeah, 100%. Facts. 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, we are talking about Yumi. Yumi breaks up with Gowoon, and she is in a pretty bad place. Let's just start there. So starting off this season, our girl, Yumi, we love her because she is girl power and she had like a lot of character growth the previous season. Mm-hmm. But we mm-hmm. start off this season with her being... She's in, in shambles. She's yes. an emotional wreck. A hundred percent. Actually, she's not that bad. At the beginning of the episode, whenever she... T- well, spoiler alert. Whenever she took that phone and called Gowoon, I was like, girl, do not... That's okay. why you delete numbers, block numbers. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we start with like painful breakup, Yumi, really bad place. Mm-hmm. She she was like, now what are I going to do? This and that. And then she just tries to get by every day by like going to work and just living life as she used to. Okay. But then she, what I loved about this transition of her breakup week, Going was like you see the faces of the breakup sort of like sadness then you go into anger then you go into acceptance then all you go into the, the emotions of grief <laughs> all of them she shows the full spectrum mm. of the emotions after like a hard breakup with a person that you loved mm. a lot and you know it just happened so she showed like we see that we see how yumi comes from a heartbreak to basically mend her heart and be again or girl Yumi again, you know? Mm, exactly, so, yeah. I love that. But now in the office, did you remember last season, we had our boy... Bobby. 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 Big Bobby. Played by <laughs> Jin Young. Jin Young, God Seven, Jin Young. What God Seven fans in this house? That's it. We love them. Well, anyways, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. He... I, look, we got the hint in the previous season that he kind of liked her. I, I had the, the gut feeling that he kind of liked her at the beginning, but he was engaged. Problem is, he likes lots of girls. 
That's his problem. Look, we're not going into that right now, okay? <laughs> it's look, he, he's a passionate guy. What can I tell you? He falls in love okay. too easily. That's his problem. That that that's problem. Yeah. So well, Yumi now single, Yin Young, uh, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby also he is uh, single now, and then they just start hanging out as friends, and they find out they have a lot of common interests. So he was like, "Look, I like you. Wanna date?" And she was like, mm, "I'm not ready for Maybe dating just yet." Maybe not. Yes. So we and have also that. And her for that. Yes, love that. Love that. How you mean said like, you know what? Mm. I was in a really tough relationship. I need time to heal. And she was like, "Okay with it." But things got a bit awkward because they work together. You know what I mean? That's why we don't date in the workplace. Well. That on the side. <laughs> facts. I'm only speaking facts. Don't date well, at the workplace. Well, that on the side, Yumi, I think she also had a bit of a crush on him because he was a proper gentleman. He would like invite her to places. He would like engage in a small talk and he would be just a really nice guy to be around, you know? And I think that all of that made her feel, I think in one episode she's like, oh my God, I feel like a princess, like princess syndrome, which she feels like super important and amazing. Cute. And I found that kind of funny. I found it quite, quite funny. The bar because... is in hell. <laughs> <laughs> After that, we see that now Bobby, that it's like, boy is free to do whatever he wants. So he kind of, well, he's supposed to go on a blind date with a friend of Yumi's friend. So yeah, just at that moment, Yumi kind of realizes that I kind of into him, you know. Mm. I mean, not the best time if you ask me, but she was like, I'm, I'm kind of into this dude. Now what should I do? They both ended up dating while she was still working, both in the same department, which was pretty awkward if you ask me. Don't date at the workplace. Yes. <laughs> we, we got that already. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it just, oh, I can't. It just, oh. All the like office romances are just. Look, if I'm you've ever worked in an office, like that. if you've worked yeah. in an office, you know. Oh, a hundred percent, you know. Whenever I worked in office, I was like, I know. Everyone knows. Why do you even try to hide it? You know. What yeah, I mean? the gossip. Ruthless. Ruthless. Oh, in my in my case, it wasn't really gossip. We were like, oh, you two are together, cute. That was it, pretty much. Well, I didn't uh, gossip anyways. No, I've heard other stories. <laughs> oh, really? My side was pretty pretty nice actually. Everyone was like shipping them and all of that, which was kind of cute actually. But mm. never mind. Going back to you, Michelle, yes, because sorry. we're not here to talk about <laughs> of the stories. Now, talking about the Yumi's this new relationship and all of that. But if you remember last season, also Yumi sort of like reconnected with one of her hobbies that and also Kubun wasn't exactly the most accepting or supportive person when it came to that. She no, wanted he kind to of be put a writer. His in his mouth, for sure. Yes. So we're not talking that Bobby, well or Bobby, I think he's uh, Bobby Bobby. He is completely the opposite case. He is so supportive. He's like so 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 supportive. So then, then we have another factor that made Yumi fall in love with him. He was like super supportive. He was like, you can do this. It doesn't matter how many times you get rejected. You will go through this. You're really good. I like what you're doing. So that kind of support is just amazing. Because first of all, it helps your self-esteem. 
and it's like just... a little cheerleader for exactly yourself and your passion, and that's that's adorable. That's and imagine really the person you fancy also is your personal cheerleader. You get the full pack. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's super important to believe in each other. So exactly, Gong exactly. Uh, Gong was a bit. Yeah, but the thing is that Gong, we find out also this season that he had a lot of issues. And his pride didn't just let him voice them. He loved Yumi as well. He mm. loved her. We know that. But his pride and his ego did not allow him to seek for help or for a support that Yumi could have been, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's an issue and that's the contrast between Bobby and uh, Gong because you have this is a supportive guy some ha- somewhat transparent and you have like Kuhn that he refuses to like yeah. tell us stuff and you know be transparent because he's afraid that he will be looked down basically you know it's kind of interesting though because Goong in the first season he was like all about his like game that he was developing so yes. that was his stream and his passion yeah. so I kind of don't understand why he didn't like push her to chase that as well because he was working so hard on his own I think that with this season we find out that he wasn't like that because he was actually having a tough time back then, back at that stage of his life. And I feel like he did not want Yumi to go through what he was going because being a freelancer is tough. We all know this. It's tough. You will find ups and downs. Sometimes you won't get you won't get like any job. And you know, he mm. didn't want Yumi to have that unstable sort of like feeling that he had. So I think it, it, it parted from that. But then now, girl, you meet with this part of Bobby. She is like, I'm going to be a writer. She a quits her job. She quits her job. She enrolls into writing uh, courses, I suppose. I was like, good um, for her. Yeah, she's a brand new Yumi chasing after her dreams and now with long hair. You know. Ooh, stylish. Yes. And we see like Yumi trying hard, going, and then she find someone that appreciates her work. And that is when Oryumi starts blooming. Her career starts growing and all of that. But also, her career blooming and all of that comes with the fact that uh, Bobby is transferred to another branch. I think it was in Jeju Island, actually. So we have this situation where they're having like a long distance relationship. She is busy writing a book. He is busy being the manager of some sort of unit in that branch. So they're both just like, like juggling with their relationship, trying to like keep in touch, all of that. And yeah, so we have a lot of that in this season, which is important, I believe, because you see mm-hmm. like Yumi's growth and maturity. She she knows that he's there. He's like her support. And, and she really, really doesn't mind the long distance relationship until... Bobby dum, dum, dum. He kind of becomes infatuated with this uh, co-worker. But he, yeah, it was a bit of emotional cheating. I'm not going to lie. He was a bit shaken by this, by this uh, girl. So Yumi finds out and she's like, uh-uh, I- I'm not doing this. I, I'm, I'm not doing this. Well, she kind of so had that you- in, the, in her previous relationship where she wasn't like sure if... She could, like, trust Goong with the girl that was so into him. Yes, yes. But in this case, yeah, but in this case, she, she meets a girl. They both talk. But she she starts noticing patterns of things he did when he fancied her. 
and he did the same with this girl, this oh, girl. God. And then she's like, this is not okay. Okay, he has so a routine. That's creepy. Well, the thing is that she starts overlooking at it. She was like, no, because again, her cells are also absolutely in love with uh, Bobby and mm. how supportive he is. Because Yumi bloomed and became like uh, the person she wanted to be, partially because of his support, you know, and him cheering her up. So there was even uh, a club in the cell. So it was like a, a, a Bobby club. club. Literally. They were like Bobby fans. <laughs> So we have like all of, not literally, they, they know, were like know, the fans. Uh, and then we have like this situation where they are, yeah, so she finds out and she has a group, she just tries to overlook because she really loves someone and, you know, all this and that. But then she doesn't, she doesn't want anyone that is so easily shaken by some, by someone else. And that's when our girl Yumi decides to go independence. That's a very valid reason point yeah. yeah it's tragic because they break up over christmas so that that's tragic let's start there over christmas yeah literally christmas eve that's whoa that's a rough that's, that's tragic whoa. but with every moment of darkness comes like yumi becomes uh she becomes like top writer because her priority now is her writing she's like, i'm not relationship what am i gonna do good right. on her yeah, and then she's like literally on fire writing chapter things she's doing now, like the second book. And like, girl is busy, 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 busy. Okay. So in the, she becomes like fairly successful, but we also find out that Gugun becomes also very successful. Now, Gugun is a CEO, people. It's like a rich all about the CEO. money. Yes, now he's got like his life together and all of that. He finds out that Yumi is in a relationship before she broke up with uh, Bobby, and he's like heartbroken. And then he wants a, ch- a second chance with her, but Yumi's like, "We are friends. We can be maybe acquaintances, not even friends. Uh, we can see each other and say I mean, hi." He's the one that broke up with her. We are not going back together. Yeah, it's like super valid. It's like 100% Yumi Amunjiro side girl. He's the one so that broke up s- with her. So I don't... <laughs> I don't believe in second chances Look, in love. That's... Yeah, well, Yumi Yumi doesn't even... I don't think... Well, she does, actually. She does. We're going, we're going to do that in a minute. So our girl Yumi, she's like... She sets her boundaries with Google. And then she eventually goes back to... She comes, she goes back to Babi. Because they reconnect somehow, and then she decides to like give him a second chance, but it does not end well. Okay. What did so I say? During... <laughs> so basically, for this second season, we're navigating Yumi's relationship and professional life of how she is balancing all of that. Okay. Yeah. So as you said, let's go over the cast. So we have Kim Go Un as Kim Yumi. Love the woman. Love her. I've been following her since she debuted with this movie and it was amazing. This time we have Jin Jong-bin, Yubabi, and then we have like the people from Deja Noodles you saw in the previous season. Now we have like Kubu's group, Boys as CEO, and he's got like plenty of people working for him now. And we also have like Judy Publishing, which is Yumi's publishing company. And here we have like a couple of interesting characters. 
So I want to talk about one of them, okay? I want to talk about two of them. I want to talk about uh, the, the her editor, uh, Anne de Jong, played by uh, Jun Suk Ho. So he I is love him. He's such a so good intense. actor. He is so... In this drama, like, he... I swear to God, his cells were, like, proper telenovela characters. <laughs> I'm talking, like, they were so intense. They were so intense. It's like, I see you, minute you see the breeze on their hair. <laughs> I'm engraving her name in my heart. And literally, oh the cell was, like, engraving the name in his heart. So That's intense. Amazing. 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 And we also have our boy, P.O. from uh, Block B., he plays Gondra Z. And he is literally, he says that. <laughs> He's like, Gondra Z. So he plays an, an illustrator and his character is just adorable. Also very straightforward, kind of ruthless sometimes, but also very cute. I really like his, his dynamic with like Yumi and how they like work together towards like the book and the illustration and all of that and how straightforward they're both with each other. Pio has so many random roles for some reason. I swear to God, he's like all over the place. I love it though. <laughs> I 100%. 100%. So, there's certain points in the plot that I really love that I want to discuss them. So, first of all, changing her profession. Yumi risk at all, and it's not something very common. You know, whenever you have an established career, you try to like be safe and stay there. But Yumi shakes things up and it's not something you see a lot in the K-drama world and I love seeing that. Actually, it was very refreshing and nice to see. Mm. Also, trying hard. She tries really hard. She enters like seven uh, awards or seven, or seven sort of contests trying to find like the next big writer. And she tries and tries and tries until she gets noticed. She doesn't win, but she does get noticed by the publishing company. And then she also tries to become her best self while being single. And she's completely fine with that. She tries to reach, she's reaching her peak in her career as a writer. And she's also healing. So that is a lovely thing to see in a character. Because we have the contrast at the beginning of this, the, this season where she's like brokenhearted. And she's like, oh my God life is ending and all of that and she goes through the grief process and all of that but now whenever she becomes single for the second time after breaking with Bobby she's like it didn't work I'm gonna focus on work you know what I mean Mm, yeah it's it's the thing is it's not just work though like this is like her lifelong dream and her lifelong passion yeah so if it was just for her job at the the noodle place yeah I'd feel it would be like less authentic than her going for her writing career and like writing her novels and joining the contests. So I think that's an important distinction to make. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that she, yeah, she knows that. And I think it would have been different if she was still in the noodles. There was this moment whenever she was like, should I just go back to that? But she's very lucky and she gets noticed before she actually goes to that again. Mm. And then also in this in this particular season, we see like how Yumi st- starts starts making, she makes herself a, a priority in the first season. But in this season, she also establishes her boundaries in relationships, and she now knows what she wants and what she doesn't want. Good. So that was like super fun and super interesting to see. Again, I've seen a couple of times in the K drama world, not something that you see in every single drama, you know. Mm-mm. Yeah. Now we're talking about social pressure. So there wasn't in this specific episode where or everyone's bestie, Park Jin Yu, 
in this <laughs> in Love this her. one she plays uh, Huang Unji. She's like very successful in whatever she does, and then she's like, "Why do you quit? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? I can I can find you a new job. I'll help you." And Yumi starts doubting herself, and her confidence breaks because of that. So mm-hmm. here we're talking about how social pressure can sometimes hurt your dreams and what you want to do so i think that was a very interesting thing they spoke about also in this season for sure yeah it it doesn't like usually your friends and your family they love you a lot but they try to give you like advice yes but the thing is sometimes that advice even though it's like meant super well and with like a lot of love it still can like tear you down it like, can hurt you. Of it course, can literally yeah. hurt you. And that's what happens in Yumi's case because she felt the pressure and she wasn't really being successful at the time she wanted. And she was living off her savings. Mm. So you have like that development there. And then a girl blooms and she even buys the apartment where she lives. You know, that is Good growth. for her. <laughs> so we see she? that. now let's talk about the cells you know the cells we have like the love cell the writing cell the reason cell food cell rational cell even we get like a hair cell that starts like making yumi's hair grow it's hilarious (laughs) we also have one of our favorites from last season because it was just unmatched naughty cell hilarious but something interesting that happens is I remember that in the previous season, the main cell was love cell. Mm-hmm. In this season, after she breaks up with Bobby, she's like, look, I don't need love anymore. I need I need to work on what I want to do. And writer cell becomes the main cell. And basically love is sent to an island, desert island. She is like, you gone. We don't need love. We need work. And then writer cell becomes the the, the main cell for a bit. Before she finds, like, the balance between all the other cells, you know. So that's an interesting thing that happens. Now I want to talk about the Bobby cells because they were absolutely hilarious and kind of dodgy, if you ask me. They had, like, many secrets and they kept sort of, like, covering Bobby's thoughts and all of that. And I didn't like that. His his cell word is, like, a village. It's, like, a Mexican village celebrating Cuatro de Mayo. It's, like, hilarious. It's super fun. They have, like, fireworks and mirages, all of that. Mm. And then, yeah, he sells. I didn't like them that much. They were fun. But also, they they just kept hiding things because they knew that uh, Yumi made uh, Bobby happy. And he, they just, they were, they had a bit of a dodgy personality. I didn't like that. Hmm. Yes. Now we go on to Kubun cells and Love Cell. After he breaks up with Yumi, we see how heartbroken, literally heartbroken he was. And his love cell enters like a coma and he's like, he, this is an intensive care. Mm-hmm. It's got like all these scars on the face because it's like deeply hurt post breakup. <laughs> it's like pretty intense if you ask me. He's That's the one that broke up. <laughs> Literally. Well, look, it is what it is. He he He's pretty intense if you ask me. Mm. But anyway, the cell revives after he finds out that Yumi's single again after she breaks up with uh, Babi. Which is fun to see. It's it's like a cute moment because the 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 like the heart that was in the little air like little aerial on the cell sort of like gets together again and it's like Aww, cute, it's adorable, adorable, it's very cute. But still, yes. just because someone is single does not mean that they have to be in a relationship with you just because you like them. That is so self centered. 
Well, he was self-centered. Too. He's always been self-centered. You know what I mean? Hmm. <laughs> now, now that we we spoke about all the this pretty much you missed out season two. It's about growth, about finding your dreams, and about finding yourself. I want to talk about my favorite moments. Well, the most funny moments I found. Yeah. Uh, Yumi's editor's cells. I'm gonna say it again. Hilarious content. He is so intense. That's the only way I can describe it. He makes up like these massive scenarios, and you see all the process, and it's just so funny to watch. It kind of makes sense. Well, he's yes. an editor, right? Not a writer himself? Or is he a writer himself as well? I think he's an editor, but he works in a publishing company, so he writes a lot as well. Yeah. So I feel like relatable, because who doesn't do that when exactly. you read a lot? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like creating the fantasy world that it's not going to happen, but I'm going to make it happen in my head. You know what I mean? Fantasy is one thing, and relatable. Loved, loved, loved his character. It was so, so funny. You know what? He would be the type of person to write fan fiction. hundred percent. I can absolutely see that. Yes, his cells are that intense. And he comes up with this little <laughs> scheme where he's like, I'm going to treat Jumi bad because every time I give it all, no one likes me. But she could not be more unbothered. She was like, <laughs> oh, that's so awful thing. <laughs> like, she's like, why is he so mean? So unnecessary, you know? But she's like, okay, I'll do it. You put pressure on me? I'll do it. I just want to, like, be successful. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just so funny. It's seriously so, so funny. And then other, yeah, in this case, he had, like, he knows Yumi from college. And he had, like, a massive crush on her in college. She literally does not remember him. Whoa! Even Rough. though they bumped into each other a couple of times. So we see like all of his thought process and it's just funny, funny. And his cells and the way like the, the drawings and the expressions, ah, it was just... Ah, despite despite awesome. the, the childhood connection, they don't end up together. Shocking. There's no sort of connection. She was in college. Literally. College connection. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they actually, I thought they would end up together, but they didn't. I was like, look at you, me. Look at this. <laughs> Good. I like it. Well, anyways, mm. uh, at the end, we have, again, towards the end of this uh, series, Yumi again is single and she is, her career is popping. She is like at her best moment in her career. And we don't know if they're going to be a season three or not. Will Yumi find love? We don't know. Is she successful already? Or Gary successful? And I feel like at this stage, I wouldn't really mind if they do a third season because I know that Yumi made her dream come true. Yeah, she's in a good place right now. Yes, and she's like in a good place emotionally. She's in a good place financially in her career. So I would just be happy leaving Yumi to be the person she is right now. Mm. But we'll see how it happens because towards the end, she meets this student, this just texts her. They work again in the publishing company. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if they're going to be a season or not, but I mean, we'll keep you updated anyway. <sighs> Yumi, stop dating we'll in see. the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> Look, some patterns are difficult to break, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, this is the end of this episode of Scary with a K. Or Yumi what a K drama, with- love. Oh, yeah. What a K drama. <laughs> Literally out of my head right now it's been a blur so yeah this is the last uh, well, this is it for this episode of Baraki Drama remember to follow us in the KMU.com for a lot more of content and yeah we'll see you next time with a new episode of Baraki Drama bye, bye.